Welcome back to the Can You Please Stop Talking podcast, where we make you want to listen and stop talking. I'm your host, Claire. And Morgan. Two small town teachers ready to discuss all things school and not school. Disclaimer, we love our jobs. We will try to keep it PG and use fake names. Today's topic is new week, new New man. man. Now, can you please stop talking? So Morgan, what are some good things, some highs and lows from your week this week? I would say some highs for me are I had quite a few students show me some appreciation this week, whether it be buying my dinner or our dinner. I would say maybe their parents showed you or appreciation. Their I consider it both. But that and then just like saying nice words and behaving. I also feel like my lesson went very well this week. And I won bingo money. Yeah, so not only did we get our dinner paid for <laughs> by a parent, you then won what, a, a free round of bingo and $140 yeah. of bingo. Yeah, so I that's love a good bingo. Week. Oh. Um, and then what are yours? I have something exciting, oh, which yeah. is that I, now that I'm single, went on a first date. How does that leads go? Us into a new man for every week. <laughs> How did it go? It did not go very well. Did he ask you, like, dumb questions? He asked me dumb questions, um, and it was just, you know, he was kind of short, and we don't really do short men anymore. Not if you're tall. If you're short, I feel like short and short goes together. Yeah, but, like, if I can't wear heels, I don't want (laughs) to deal with that. So, no, he was very boring. And I had to drive in to, like, Cedar Park, which is, like, an hour away. So, that's not very fun either. And he didn't pay for the tolls, the gas, nothing. He just paid for the food. So, I guess I got a free meal out of that. Well, you didn't go hungry. That's true. So, for, for our listeners who are, are single and are ready to start dating again, you have any advice for them? I'd say just put yourself out there because if you say no to everybody and you don't actually <laughs> go on dates, then you're going to be single for forever. <laughs> but if someone on this couch doesn't like to give anybody a chance except for her like usual brads and chads and lads and all those typical men you know i'm a, I'm a creature of um, habit not habit but like comfortability so i was thinking as i was getting ready for this first date that the process i take to get ready on a date which is like everything shower like hair makeup outfit like nails lashes all of that Compared to like what our students show up with when they're like, ooh, I'm going to sit with so-and-so at lunch. They roll up with their like pajama pants, pimple patches, and like a slick back bun. And so I was thinking like maybe lower the expectations of like how you show up on a first date. Because I know you're pretty good about uh, like, oh, well, if they don't like me when I'm in my pajamas, they don't get me at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit, I used to be really high maintenance and then... Something clicked, and I was like, well, like, they're going to see me without makeup. They're going to see me, like, in lounge clothes, and if, like, they don't like me then, are they ever, did they ever really like me? So I'll give that a credit to our kids. Do you think their method of not putting out kind of being high maintenance works for them? Because I feel like their turnover rate in their relationships was still pretty high. I think that's just, like, normal sixth grade normal middle school like relationships you don't think it has anything to do with how they make their appearance at school no i think i mean i remember being in sixth grade and dating 
And it's like I had a new man, a new week. So, <laughs> like, it's just, I think it's just one of those things of, you know, you don't really know what you want. Like, you're too young to, like, be in something too serious. Because you still have so much ahead of you. Yeah. And it's like at sixth grade, like, but also when I was in sixth grade, it's totally different from, like, the sixth grade now. Uh, for sure. Like, I wasn't even allowed to, like, hug a boy until, like, high school. So when I was in sixth grade, it was still like, oh, I have a crush on people. But other than that, it was nothing. I also feel like back when we were in sixth grade, it was like most of the phone plans still required you buying minutes. Yeah, that's true. So. Or text messages. You had to pay for a certain amount of like letters or whatever it was. Yeah. And instead of like making TikToks about each other or like posting each other on like our B-reels, it was like your, your text signature. Yeah. Did you have that? Yes. <laughs> So, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a different age, but I also feel like some things stay the same. What do you think stays the same or stayed the same? Um, I think just, like, the friend groups and, like, the, just the natural, like, self. I think it's similar because I feel when, and this was farther into school, but it was, it was more of people dated within the same friend group. I feel like the kids now, like, the, it'll be two people, like, boy A and uh, girl A were dating and then they break up and then girl boy A starts dating like girl A's friend. It's like they all date each other and they all date their exes and they have no girl code, bro code, nothing. And I don't get that. You know, I still follow girl code to this day. I do too. And it is like who did not discuss the, the rules and the codes for these kids when they're young? I feel like girl code is, like, thank the Lord, hallelujah, we have two different types of men. (laughs) (laughs) But even then, it's, like, communication between, like, your man and my, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want you communicating with my man. No. Unless he was, like, ready to propose, but that's because you're going to tell them I'm going to say no. Um, Probably. (laughs) Or, like, what else is girl code? I mean, you definitely don't go on dates with, like, an ex. Like, if if you broke up with Chad, and then I go on a date with Chad, that's breaking girl code. No, absolutely not. I'd throw hands. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have never gotten in a fight ever. But I think if that were to ever happen, we'd be in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Swing it. Yeah. I also feel like girl code is, um, we don't put each other down, like, just to be rude. Or, like, even when we get, like, frustrated with each other, we do it, like, respectfully. Yeah, like, we can have opinions and discussions about difficult things, but we're not sitting there crying, going, oh, my God, she's so mean. She hurts my feelings. (laughs) And I don't want to sit with her on lunch anymore. Can I sit with you and bother you for 30 minutes on your own lunch? I will admit, I feel like we will be like, hey, like, I don't mean this the way it's going to sound, but tough love. Yeah. And we move on. And I know, like, when you're saying those things, it comes from, like, a place of, like, love and friendship, not just because I'm going to be rude. Yeah, what do you think about the boys and how, like, bro code's different from girl code? Because I feel like with boys is a lot different of, I don't care if you date her, whatever. I feel like boys say that, even... 
boys our age say yes, that. They and do. they are liars. So they have they're feelings. They're like masking their actual feelings about that. So yes. I feel like, like you said, our people our age or the kids, they'll break up and then they'll find out their ex is like talking to one of their friends. And just like the look on their face. It's like you can tell they're kind of uncomfortable, but they're like, oh, no, it's fine. Whatever. Even oh. though they're not okay. I agree. I feel like there's just that stigma of like men need to hide their emotions. Yeah. And I do feel like that's something that's taught at a young age. But bro code, you don't you don't say what's going on in the group chat either. That's true. Like the amount of times I'll hear like, oh, in the group chat, so-and-so said this. But I also feel like that goes, goes for girl code. Like something is said or vented to with a friend, it should not be like leaked out. Yeah, or leaked out to the person you're talking about. Hundred percent. That's true. Like, let's not go to dinner and say like, "Oh, hey, uh, we were talking about you yesterday. What's going on with your relationship?" Because I feel like at school they talk about each other all the time, not to the person's face, but like, "Oh, my girlfriend, this, blah blah blah." And it's like you're sitting in front of fifteen kids that they're gonna run their mouth and then go tell. The person. Where they're like, well, they weren't listening. And it's like, you think I'm not listening half the time. But, like, I yeah. hear your conversations. Yeah, like, gossip is so bad when it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like a lot of the kids, because I'm, I'm one of those people who I'm not going to talk bad about you. And, like, like I'm going to tell you to your face. Like, mm-hmm. whatever I say behind your back, I'm going to tell you to your face. Right. But there's a fine line of, like, where it needs to stop. Of this is just like plain rude and this is like brutal honesty of like I need you to stop. Yeah, and the kids say they don't say anything to each other's faces, it's all behind their backs. And then when they're I feel like when they're confronted about, oh, did you say this? They're like, oh no, I didn't say that. And I, I'm they're like, yes, you did. Like, own it, move on, like apologize and be done. I don't think they know how to do apologies. No, they don't. I also feel like people our age don't know how to do apologies. Do you, yeah, I was going to say, do you, you think grown men that we have received apologies from, do you think any of them have been legitimate? <laughs> You've gotten an apology from men? Because I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've gotten very surface level shallow ones because they think that's what they're supposed to do, but they don't, like, mean it. Oh. No, I've, I've never gotten, like, a real apology and then things have changed. Yeah, me either. It's always been, like... I'll change for, like, the next hour for, like, a day, and the same behavior will continue. Yeah. No, I can't think of a single man that something has changed. No, never. Men never change, ever. Well, why did you go out with this guy? Like, did you have certain expectations? That, what did he do to make you want to go out on the date? I think at this point, it's more of like someone that will actually like go out and eat dinner or go, even if it's take a walk in the park or go to the movies. Like like most people, it's more of, oh, well, can I just come over or let's go get Starbucks. And it's like, no, at this point in my life as a grown adult, I want to go on a date and I want to be treated as a date, not just some friend you're trying to hang out with. To me, it's more, I'm looking for certain things in my life and I want to have some fun. That means if you know, a new restaurant, a new, you know, go to a concert, something like that'd be fun to do. And that's, he, you know, he offered to do that. And so that's why I went. I was watching it like another like teacher podcast and 
They were talking about how hard it was for teachers to date. Yeah. And they were like, oh, um, don't take a teacher on like a teacher date where it feels like work. Yeah. Take them on an activity. Because if you take them to dinner or like a get to know you kind of date, you're going to get their professional face, not their actual personality. I feel like when I do go on to like a dinner date and I'm like I'm talking, it's always about kids, work, coworkers, school. It's not, it's never, oh, here's what I do in my personal life or here's what happened with Johnny and Sarah last week and oh, let me update you on these kids and what they said. It's never really about me anymore. It's more of like my identity as a teacher on dates. But I also have an issue and it might be a per- personal issue of I don't feel comfortable going on dates around like our school because I don't want kids to like see me out at a restaurant with some strange man and then up oh, two weeks later see me out with a different guy <laughs> and be like, oh my gosh, you know, Miss Beaver, she's, you know, out there. So what, we have to drive an hour <laughs> to like go see other people that don't live around us to avoid that embarrassment? And that is why Brad and Chad have not been seen yet. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't until th- you're married, like, then it's, you could say, because, you know, they're all up in your business of, are you single? Are you married? Do you have any kids? All, it's like, yeah, I'm in a relationship, but, like, and I've made this mistake before where it's like, yeah, I'm in a relationship, two weeks later it ends, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm not in a relationship anymore, and, oh, well, why? What did they do? What did you do? So it's that Sometimes fine line just of, aren't compatible. Exactly, and it's, I feel like they don't really understand that you can break up with people when it's fine. You can date people when it's fine. Like, it's a part of life that we live our own lives, too. And, yeah, you may see me at the Chili's. <laughs> I hope not, but um, don't act weird. <laughs> I would cry if, like, the first date was at the Chili's. Yeah, that was a really bad example. You should say no if you're asked for the Chili's. Well, I don't know. I feel like they're offering to do something. Unlike most people nowadays where it's, oh, let's go to the Whataburger and get a Dr. Pepper and then go sit in the car. <laughs> and I'm not saying that based off of personal experience. <laughs> Maybe I am, but no, that's I, when you say no. <laughs> I, I do have um, certain qualities that I need on a date. But I do agree. I feel like it's really hard to turn off the teacher switch because... During the school year, like, I, we care about the kids. Like, mm-hmm. they've become, like, our kids. Right. For instance, we're teacher mom. Like, there's coach mom. I mean, we, when we were at Basketball the volleyball mom. game today, I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, like, I've told, like, guys, like, oh, I'm going to the kids' basketball game or soccer game, whatever. And they're like, why would you go to that? They're not your kids. And I think we've had this discussion before. It's not necessarily because they're our kids. It's we're supporting them. It's a community showing that, you know, we care about them. We want them to succeed. And if going to, you know, a baseball game locally shows that, then why not go? Like, what else do we have to do? Yeah. I feel like it's a big, it's a big thing for the kids. Yeah. And there are kids out there that, don't believe in themselves so then when you when they see us in the stands they're like oh like they came for me mm-hmm. and that's a big part because who knows like maybe they'll grow up and like be professional i think it's a big day. thing too because unfortunately some of our kids like 
they get dropped off by grandma and no one's there. And like, that's a situation we're at with, you know, where we are and where we live. And, you know, if we can be those people that do show up and sit there and cheer them on, then I don't see anything wrong with that. I was one of those kids. My mom worked in a hospital, Mm -hmm. so she would work nights. And, you know, my parents are divorced. My dad didn't live nearby. My stepdad, he worked two hours away for his own company Mm -hmm. and would drive in and out. And I would have to find rides. But, like, I knew my parents cared and I knew they wanted to be there. But they, I didn't have anybody in the stands for me, Mm -hmm. um, even up until high school. So when I saw, like, teachers or I became, like, friends with, um, friends with people and their parents would come in it was just nice having a familiar face in the stand like no matter who it is right so like for me I kind of think back and I'm like I can be that person for one of my other kids and it's like it didn't stop me from not playing sports but it made me feel more relaxed and more confident yeah I just don't get why like when I've mentioned that people are like why would you do that that's like weird and it's just like no we're supporting our community it's not weird um, when you were saying that you're very picky in general and like what made you want to go out with people, what do you think? Cause it, I mean, it blows my mind that some of these kids, I'll be like, do you like hang out? Do you go on a date? Do you like, what do you do to consider yourselves like in a relationship and dating? And they'll be like, Oh, my parents dropped us off at the movies and we went to a movie. Because to me, I would have never been allowed to do that, ever. My parents never, never, ever. Like, not until, like, maybe high school. No. But I had, like, boyfriends. I think the kids see, hopefully it's more innocent of, like, the movies, the skating rink, and, you know, oh, going to... Like a birthday party or something. They go to H-E-B together, I don't know. Um... But once you're an adult, it's like, I don't want to go to the skating rink. I don't want to go to the movies. Like, I want you to plan a date. And I want you to tell me one of your worst date experiences. Oh, my God. I went on this one date. Very, like, casual, right? We did the dinner. We did, like, the walk in the park. And he was really nice. But I can't. With bad breath. Oh, no. This, this is where I ended the date because he tried to kiss me and I couldn't. Like, as soon as he got close enough, really nice guy. I bet things, I probably would have been married by now if he brushed his teeth before the date. (laughs) It was so bad. Like, it wasn't, his breath didn't stink because of dinner. It It was because you don't brush your teeth and you have 15 cavities in there. As a grown man, like, brush your teeth. Anyways, um, because he was walking me back to my car after our walk. And he tried to kiss me. And I couldn't because the breath stank. And I was like, oh, like, here's a piece of gum. It was really (laughs) nice meeting you. Um, I'll text you in a few days. And I just never texted him back. Oh, so you ghosted him? I have, yeah. How do you feel about ghosting? Obviously, you did it once. I'm a ghoster. I'm a ghoster. I know... I hate being ghosted, but I ghost. But I feel like I ghost people, so I'm very hypocritical. I also feel like I tell, or I guess people ask me for advice at school, and I'm meeting people, I mean the children, 
Uh, grown adults don't ask me for my dating <laughs> advice. Um, but I feel like I'm very hypocritical with what I tell them. And I like hear myself saying, you need to get a good person, a smart person, someone that treats you well and likes you and compliments you and, you know, all of this stuff. And then in my own life, I'm like, I don't even do that for myself. So why am I not holding myself to those standards that I'm telling these, you know, 12 year olds that, you know, these are what you should do. You need someone that respects you and is kind to you and, you know, will work hard for you at some point, even if, you know, they're not working right now. But it's like, I don't even do that for myself. And so I, I think lately I've been trying to go, okay, if that is what I am preaching or suggesting, then I need to start taking my own advice too. Oh, absolutely. Because I tell the kids all the time, like, you should communicate your feelings. Yeah. And that's one thing. Mm-mm. I do not do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what else do you think that you don't do but you give advice on? Um, I tell the kids, okay, this makes me sound really bad. But I feel like once you get, like, in my inner circle or the part of me where, like, I know there's, like, a future, mm-hmm. you'll see a, a whole different me. Um, I have not seen that from Brad or Chad yet. I know. That's why they still remain unnamed and hidden. Absolutely. But I tell the kids all the time, like, you should do things to show your person that you care. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, writing a letter or just saying a compliment that they don't think they would hear. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not getting, like, those nice things either all the time. And so I don't show that I care back. Or I don't take, like, that first initiative sometimes. Do you think if you showed that you cared more or did those things that any of your relationships would have worked out differently? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, I think sometimes we just forget that some people are just not compatible. Yeah. And it's a hard pill to swallow, but you got to swallow it. I feel like lately, because I have never broken up with somebody until uh, like two years ago. I've always been the dumpy, not the dumper. (laughs) And so I felt really bad. But after I did it, I was so proud of myself because like you hang on and you hang on to somebody. And it's like, I want you to change. They don't. They promise to change. They don't. And then as soon as you're like, you know what? I am done. I'm sticking up for myself. And I, you know, it's over. Then it gave me the confidence to now break up with people because I'm like you're a nice person but you're not my person you're not you know we have a good time but you know it's not really going anywhere no I don't want to be friends with you but it's not like I hate you <laughs> it's okay you'll get used to it oh you, you'll stop caring after like a while dump people I don't like, I like to dump people. I don't like to dump people you're, but it's just you're normally the dumper I am because as soon as I I get the ick I'm done like there's no going back what is one of your icks? What am I? Well, super light wash jeans is an ick. Oh, yeah, light wash jeans. <laughs> that, those are pretty bad on a man nowadays. Especially a grown man. Like, what does your mom buy your clothing? <laughs> um, bad breath. Like, bad hygiene in general. I cannot. I understand when you're young and your parents are having to do all that stuff for you. But when you're a grown man... And one minute in the morning, in circles, brush, brush, brush. <laughs> and after you get out of the shower, deodor, deodor, deodor. You know, put some foot powder in your shoes. 
Get a nice little cologne, not Axe body spray. So, is the guy that you went on a date with that you said looked like a straw? <laughs> what was your ick about him? He was so boring. So boring. <laughs> like, my water tasted better. That, my water was the funniest thing on the date. I also feel like I'm super funny, and I need somebody to match that energy. He just, he had the personality of a straw. That, that's boring. probably... I don't know. Maybe that's the... Like, he had nice qualities. Like, you could tell he loved his family. Um, he was a hard worker. <laughs> but I know Karen didn't like him either. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was just something about him that I knew we weren't compatible. Like, for instance, he wanted a family and kids in the next year. And I don't and feel like, like that's no, first date no conversation. <laughs> I don't feel like that's first date conversation. He also seemed very like complacent in his life. Like he didn't have any personal or further career goals for himself either. I feel like that's a very typical man thing when it comes to people our age. It's like, what do you do at work? Oh, I answer emails. What what about? Like, what do you do? And it's, it's, um, oh, uh, I had like five emails this morning or, oh, I, I was on a phone call. Then I took a three hour break and took a nap <laughs> and then I got on the phone again. I was like, what do you actually do at work? Like, what time do you go? Like, do you interact with people? What do you do? I feel like with women, it's much easier for us to like list every single thing that we've done in our day. And then you ask a man and it's like, oh, I went to work today. It's like, okay, what did you do at work? And it's, well, you know my job title. I was like, yeah, but I'm co- creating a conversation with you. And that drives me nuts. Did I tell you about this, the straw man steak? No. Okay, so you know I like to eat my steaks like medium well. Like a psychopath, yes. Yeah, sure. But it's like, I also know that my steak's going to be like more dry. Yeah. He, that's not something to complain about. Like, you know, I know what I'm ordering. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. He ordered it, like, medium, medium well. And then he complained that it was like, oh, it's really dry. And I'm like, well, one, we came to a place that's known for burgers. Mm-hmm. Why are you ordering a steak? And two, yeah, it's going to be dry. Like, you ordered it medium well. So it's like, I already knew, like, that little bit of complaining, I was not. I, yeah, I don't like people when they complain at restaurants in general. It makes me feel bad. As someone who was in the service industry, like, if it's really bad, I'll complain. Yeah. But most of the time, I'll just suck it up. Now, did he complain to you or the server? Both. Oh, yeah, that'd been a red flag. I'd say maybe to you, that'd be one thing, but not to say to the server, too. Especially knowing that establishment of where you went. It's like, you don't expect a uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse (laughs) quality steak at the Roadhouse. He stared at me a lot. He stared at you? Yes. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? What if you I mean, you, I know I'm pretty, but like, thought, dang. Yeah, what if he thought you were just beautiful? Did that give you the creeps? Yeah, because I felt like he didn't blink. Like, I was going to get murdered in my sleep. Oh, like one of those where you can see, like, all the whites around their eyes? Or... No, I'm being dramatic, bad, but it was just like... psychopathic? No, it was just like the eye contact. Like, maintaining that much eye contact. Made me so do you think 
because I feel like we have very different experiences when it comes to dating. I feel that I get pretty good connections early on. So it's more of your first date, you really like each other, and then it's more of a commitment thing because I have introduced quite a few people to you, <laughs> and you have introduced me to Brad and Chad as like a, here are my friends, but you know, I, I know you're not really like into them. So it's like for me, I am more open and get connections with people, and you are very much more secretive about your relationships. It's probably because I'm a witch. You know, I can just feel the energy. I don't know. I don't... I feel like I can just tell by, like, when I first meet somebody. So you're more of, if... I'm, I guess you're I'm, not someone that you'll give them five dates to try to grow on you. It's either you have a connection or you don't. Yes. Because I just... Well, I feel like the kids, they'll be like, oh, I'm dating uh, Sally. And it's like, I didn't even know you were friends. Like, what, you just decided you stared at each other in the hallway, and then all of a sudden you're a boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, how does that work? This is where, like, I fall into the hopeless romantic category. I yeah. want to meet someone and feel butterflies in my stomach the whole time. Yeah. Like, I don't want anything to, like, be weird. Like, I want to laugh the whole time. I want someone to come and open the doors. And I want the date to feel like it, I, like, I don't want it to end. But I have been on plenty of dates where I'm like, I cannot wait for this to end. I know you've been on some of my dates because you've crashed them. <laughs> and I would like to know, like, out of all of them, and don't use his real name, but which one did you like the least? And then we'll talk about why. Cause the cricket. <laughs> the cricket? The cricket. The guy would the, call. The, sh the shorty? The short one? Yeah, the one I was like, oh, he reminds me of a cricket. Jimothy Cricket. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> one. So can you tell me why you didn't like him? I just got the vibe that he was angry at the world all of the time. Like, there was nothing that could please him. Like, yeah. he hated to have to drive to see you. He hated if the waitress took too long. Yeah. He waited that nothing was at his pace. And I could just tell by the vibe that you could give him everything and it would still never be enough for him. Yeah, and I brought that up knowing that's who you were going to pick. <laughs> because it is setting those expectations. Like, he never came, you know, yeah, it was, you know, he lived an hour away, but he never came here to see me. He never did anything, but I would go there all the time, you know, go make dinner. And did I get anything in return? No. And then when he comes here and meets my friends, it's, you know, complaining about, oh, the drive, and oh, the traffic, and oh, I don't like this restaurant, and I don't like this food, and the drinks, and I want to go home, and I want to go sit and play my video games. Well, I feel like his karma definitely came back to him. Well, I was about to get into that. <laughs> because when I brought up, like, oh, I have higher expectations for me and what I want in my yeah, life. Yeah, one being his height. Oh, yeah, and he's, you know, we don't do short men anymore. Um, at least shorter than me, I should say. If you're short, it doesn't matter. But... <laughs> So when I brought up the expectations of, I, I need you to put more effort in of, you know, coming to see me. I know it's long distance, but, you know, the weekends, we're not doing anything on the weekend. So you can drive an hour on the weekend and it'd be fine. But after that, he's like, okay, I'll come there. He got a brand new truck. He's like, oh, I really want to go off-roading in my truck. And then we go out to the woods, and I'm like, okay, have you ever done this before? And he's like, uh, no, I've been with my dad, but I, I think it'll be okay. 
And so, I mean, not even five minutes into the off-roading, <laughs> he goes right down into this hole full of water. It is way too deep. Truck stalls, gets stuck, and we're stuck there. Like, water seeping in through the door of the car. And I'm sitting there going, this is it. I am so done with this person. I want out of this car. Like, but then a premonition. Mm-hmm. What? A premonition. No, I know, but it's... And then I was like, well, I can't do that. I feel so bad because he drove all the way here. He just totaled his brand new truck, tried to, like, take me out. But, and then I was like, I've been with this person for six months at this point. Like, to me, that's first date activity, second date, third date, not six months in where it's like, I have to beg somebody to go hang out with me. And then we're now stuck in the woods, you know, with their <laughs> truck uh, submerged underwater. So then, of course, he doesn't know anyone, he, like, here to help. And I was like, well... And then he complained about the people that did come yeah, to help. Yeah, I was like, oh, my USAA's not going to come get us? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want. So I found, like, a Facebook group, and it was, like, recovery off-roading. So I messaged them, and this crazy person showed up to get us out with his truck. And, I, I mean, he hooked the thing up, and then we're getting yanked out of this ditch with water. And, like, I just hear a shattering. And, the like, rocks got kicked up into his back windshield that shattered glass went everywhere i mean his truck was totaled and so afterwards i was like i don't know how to be supportive of you and be done at the same time because like, i am so over this This person's a man child now i have to emotionally support this person because his you know seventy thousand dollar truck just got totaled in a ditch because he was trying to hang out with me and, I mean, for a week, it was, well, my truck got ruined because I was trying to do this for you. And, you know, I drove there, and now I have to pay for a rental car. And, you know, my truck's totaled, and I just bought that thing, and it's not under warranty because I was stupid. And I, I was on the phone with him. I finally said, I've had enough. Like, I wanted to break up with you prior to this incident, and now I really want to break up with you. And at that moment, I remember I was in the Bucky's parking lot on the phone. And I said, I am done. And it was like the release of just like, I am so over it. I'm finally sticking up for myself of what I want in my life. And yeah, I did kind of feel bad because it's like, yeah, you kind of did waste a lot of money. But it's like, at what point do you stick up for yourself and go, no, I've accepted what I want in my life, the expectations I have. And for you to be complaining is not one of them. I hated him. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But I dealt with him for a long time. And it's like, I think now I wasted my time in my life knowing that that's not what I wanted or the direction I want to go in my life. And it's, I consistently do that. So it's also rec recognizing patterns of why do I put myself in those situations consistently and I stay in them for way too long. Like, like you said earlier, I probably could have been married at this point too if I didn't do that to myself. Isn't that the scary part of, like, we could have been married if just, like, one thing didn't happen? But I think if I married the person, because I, I told you, I was, like, in a relationship for, like, seven years. Mm -hmm. And, like, I truly thought that was the person I was going to marry. Mm -hmm. Like, me and his family are still friends. Me and him, no. But, like, just one thing one day happened, and I I knew that was it. I stood up for myself, and I said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But I'm a lot happier now than when I was back then. What do you feel about getting back with an ex? No. I say that. I say no. And then so-and-so will text me. And I'll be like, oh, 
okay. Like, I'll go, I'll come over. We can go to dinner. It's okay to hang out with your ex, but it's not okay to, like, go back and date and be completely emotionally involved again. Because the kids, they'll break up, and then they'll date two other people in between, you know, new week, new man, and then... Well, they're more like new day, new man. True. Or but new then class like three weeks later, later, it's like, oh, I'm back with so-and-so, and then they break up again, then they get back together, then they break up, then they get back together, and it's... That's where I kind of feel hypocritical, where it's like, don't get back with your ex. Like, if they didn't want you the first time, they don't want you now. And then I'm like, ugh, I'm going back with an ex. Or I entertain the thought about that. And it's, do we think it's just because they're young and they want the attention and that sort of relationship now that they're, you know, becoming little adults technically? Or do you think it's something else? I think it's definitely the attention. But once they get into high school... They're going to consider all these relationships at, from sixth grade. Like, they're not going to count them. Yeah, they're, they're going to be like, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, I well, I told them, I was like, I know one couple, one, and I went to a big school, one couple that made it from the sixth grade, like, they're married now, they don't have kids, but they at least got married. I was like, one. I maybe know two from high school. So out of, you know, the 500 people I went to school with or more, it was three couples out of all of them made it through middle school, then high school, or they got married right after high school and now they're divorced and not together anymore. And it's like, for them, I feel like the kids are like, oh my God, I love them. I'm never going to leave them. I'm never going to find anybody else. And I was like, yes, you will. You'll find a new one next week when <laughs> we get a new student and you think they're cute. And so you dump your boyfriend for that kid. Growing up in this town. Yeah. I agree. I I don't think I know a single couple that dated in middle school and ended up getting married. I know a lot that dated in high school and got married, or they dated in high school, were in a long-term relationship with somebody else in college, that didn't work out, came back and married the person they dated in high school. Like, they come back to each other. Mm -hmm. I just don't think... You should limit yourself and your possibilities of the world. I think sometimes, because I had a long-term boyfriend in high school, and my mom likes to bring up, like, oh, what, you know, what if you made it with um, Jake at the time? And I was like, I think back, I'm like, oh, absolutely not. But I know in high school, I was like, I'm going to marry this person. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be part of their family. And I'm like, ew, that guy's gross. I would never be with him. My mom has one of those, too. She's like, I just wish y'all would get back together. And it's like, I tried after high school. <laughs> and I realized that, because we had dated early on in high school. Mm -hmm. um, we broke up. And that's kind of when I started that seven-year thing. So I ended up dating the seven-year boyfriend mm -hmm. um, towards the end of high school. Um, after we broke up. And I was always friends with, like, the, the beginning high school ex. Mm -hmm. um, we were friends when I was dating the seven-year relationship. And we were just really great friends. Um, after I broke up with the long-term relationship, like, I tried reaching out again. And it's like, he's grown as a different person. I've grown as a different person. But we're still friends. Like, we'll chit-chat every now and then. And it is what it is. But I don't ever see myself, like, going back to him. I also, I don't When we're talking about new week, new man, I think that more of a lot of people are scared to be single. 
And for somebody, like, I was single for a long time. Like, after I graduated college and started working, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even go on dates. I was single for a long time. And it's, to me, like, I don't see what's wrong with being single. Because I feel like people, oh, you're, you're single? Like, it's like, ew. And it's like, well, why? Like, what's wrong with being single? Like, why do you need to have a different man every other week? Why do you have to talk to a different boy every week? Do you think that's more, again, attention-seeking? Or the validation that, you know, oh, a boy likes me. I don't know why a lot of our kids and even our friends, to an extent, are, I don't want to be single. Like, why not? Being single is fine. You work on yourself. You figure out what you want. I think people don't know how to work on themselves. Hmm? I think, like, in terms of, like, some of our friends are like, I'm scared to be single. They don't know how to be single. They don't know how to work on themselves. Yeah. Um, but I do feel it is a lot of attention. Like you want, at the end of the day, we all want someone who is going to make us feel loved and safe and all those other things. Mm -hmm. But you have to learn how to give that to yourself. And I feel, especially for kids in the middle school age group, it's, it's hard to feel that because you're going Mm -hmm. through, you know, your hormone changes, like friend group changes, um, just all these changes, and it's like you don't know. You just want somebody there who's going to make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. I feel like, as I think about things, when I was in the sixth grade, or even up until, like, I mean, late high school, if someone like me was telling myself the advice that I give or what we're talking about now, like, I would listen to them. I'd be like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, I know what's best for me. Do you think our kids and our students are going to actually take what we tell them and like actually comprehend that and try to put that into their own lives? Or do you think we just like have, you know, Oh, what's the tea today? And like it goes in one (laughs) ear out the other. I think right now while they are our students, they're going to be like one ear out the other, but like some of our kids from last year have been like, have messaged us or like emailed us and or at least have emailed me and have said, I broke up with so-and-so because he was saying mean things to me all the time. And you told me that if they're only going to say mean things, they're not going to say nice things. And that's not somebody I need. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need the negativity. And they haven't gone back to them, so I'm proud of, like, those students. But it's a hard thing to learn because, I mean, we're, we're doing, we, do, we stick with it now, like, as adults. Mm-hmm. So I think eventually, like, one day... One thing will come back to them of like, oh, I remember when they when they told us this. What is one thing that you wish you would have done when it came to date when it comes to dating when you were, let's not say sixth grade, but like eighth grade, like when you were like fourteen. What do you wish you would have done? I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the most realistic advice. Realistic advice. <laughs> um. I I spent a lot of time making sure that, like, I was walking... Like, I was waiting for him to walk me to class, Mm -hmm. which would make me late. Um, And I was in athletics, so if I was late to a class, any class, multiple times, we had punishments, Mm -hmm. and I hated doing punishments. So it was like it would come back to bite me on later. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like I would just wait so much... For him to walk me to class. So then I would be late. He would be late. Mm-hmm. I would get yelled at by my coach. Um, but I felt like I was also very smart in who I dated. 
because I was in the eight, the advanced classes. I was in student council. Like I put myself out there a lot. I was playing sports. Um, Do you think some of our students currently and in the past have started to get into those cycles of, you know, being very smart, athletic, caring, and then they meet this girl and then now all of a sudden they're late to class because they're having to, you know, escort their girlfriend or boyfriend down the hallway or because they want to stand and hug for 20 seconds in the hallway or now they're on their phone, like in their pocket, checking their text messages to see if whoever sent them a text and then the grade slip, the behavior starts, the tardies now become absences. Do you think that's something that they're going to learn from or they're going to continue to go to go down that road. I mean, I would hope they learn from it because I learned from it. Um, my mom... Did it take you, like, a little bit to learn it from did. it or that's, a lot of it? That's how my mom um, found out about my boyfriend, actually. Oh. Because I was late. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time you're late, or, we, like, when we mark a kid late, their parent gets a notification. Mm-hmm. Or at least it did at the time. And my mom would text me. She's like, why are you late? And I was like, um, I'm at school. And she was like, no, you're not. Like, where are you? And I was like, I'm at school, I promise. Like, um, and she was like, well, why are you late? And it was just like the constant questions. And I had to tell her, well, so-and-so walked me to class. Well, why am I getting a message from your coach that, you know, you have miles after practice? And I was like, because I was late. It's multiple classes. <laughs> and I have missing assignments. And then, you know, when it was, I was pulling out my phone my teachers back then did not play. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took, they like, the first time the phone got taken up and went to the office, your parents had to pick up. You never tried that they have, like, oh, I'm texting my mom? No. Or I'm texting my dad? Or my dad called me? No. You, you never tried to trick your teachers by saying that? I think this is where we have to admit, like, we know better. We know you're not texting your mom. Yeah. We know. You're not texting your dad. <laughs> You're texting your Snapchat group chat with five other kids who are also on the Snapchat. <laughs> and, you know, all the five classrooms around you trying to plan when you're all going to go to the bathroom together. Yes. Like, your parents know. We know. Yeah. That if your parent really needs to get a hold of you, they're going to call the school. Right. They're going to text one of us. No, I didn't try that. Because it's like, my, my teachers knew. I knew. Like, I knew they knew. Um, but yes, I will say once I started dating, like in eighth grade, my grades kind of slipped, but I was so involved in so many activities that I couldn't allow those to slip or I wouldn't be able to participate. Mm -hmm. So I really had to make the decision of, am I going to do the things that make me happy of like playing sports and pals and Stuco and all these clubs, or am I going to have my boyfriend of the six months or whatever and that's it Mm -hmm. uh so my biggest i think takeaway or learning experience with my first boyfriend and i will say i was like uh in 10th grade because i was not allowed to date for a very long time but i would go and we could only do stuff with his family for the most part because you know we were poor and he was like a bagger at the grocery store and i had no job so you know mom and dad still had to pay for our dates um, but I would go and it'd be after football games on Fridays and we'd all go to the, like a pizza restaurant and it'd be all the football players, their families. And I was so introvert, introverted at the time. Like I would sit there and I wouldn't talk at all. And all of his friends would be like, oh my, what is wrong with her? Like she doesn't talk. 
It's like, I was just not, I never had experience like being around <laughs> boys and like being friends. And it's like, I feel like ever since, not anymore, but as I was dating people, it was kind of showing your personality and coming out of your shell. And I feel like even now, sometimes it's like, I put on a front that I like, it's not my true self. And oh my God, I have a front. I didn't do it until like after middle school, but <laughs> where, but now I feel, I feel like I talk too much on dates sometimes. Cause I'm still like reflecting going, <laughs> Oh my God, I have to say something. Cause that kid in high school said I never talked and I was weird. <laughs> and now I over talk and people are now like, like, can you please stop talking? And now for some free ASMR. <laughs> Go fill out our Q&A and let us know what you want us to talk about next week.